0: Notes from Grenells number 115, cut loose. If you're like me, you're probably wondering when COVID-19 will become less threatening, when businesses and schools will reopen in person, or when government will better serve all its constituents. Times of uncertainty should cause us to reevaluate our priorities and actions, and perhaps let go of things we cling to or share them with those who need them more than we do. With God's help, we should somehow be involved in the change we want to see. Perhaps that is as simple as wearing a mask to reduce the spread of a virus, serving families whose child could use a tutor in a subject they struggle with, helping to meet a need for someone who is out of a job or praying for wisdom and courage for leaders to govern with integrity, empathy and justice. First century Israel also faced difficulty and uncertainty. Jews were oppressed by Rome and plagued by corruption and legalism from some of their own leaders. They longed for deliverance. Would things ever get better? Yes, they would, but in an unexpected way. It would start with spiritual reform, a cutting loose of religious rituals and pride, and a humble embracing of faith. God heard the Israelites' cries for help. And in his perfect timing, he sent God the Son, Jesus, to save them and the world. What Jesus said when he began his ministry is important to heed. His message was simple The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. In other words, through Jesus, God's influence, design, and rule had broken into the present evil age on earth in such a way that people could know God and experience His life as their own. Through trusting and obeying Jesus, people could enjoy a saving relationship which grows and thrives now and forever. But what God graciously makes possible requires faithful action on your part, or else it never becomes a reality in your life. Jesus explained the action required. Repent and believe the good news. Repent means a change of mind to the point that it affects your values and your actions. People in the first century, as well as people today, resist change, especially if it's costly. Religious leaders in Israel refused to recognize Jesus for who he was, because it would disrupt the power and prestige they enjoyed. Their lack of repentance even drove them to kill Jesus. The crowds resisted Jesus' teaching when it became too convicting. Their lack of repentance drove them away from Jesus. In Jesus' parable of the soils, People didn't receive the truth because of closed-mindedness, anxiety, impulsivity, life's troubles, and the deceitfulness of wealth. Their lack of repentance kept them from growing and helping others. Entering the kingdom of God requires seeing Jesus as the only way to God and believing He can forgive you, save you, and reunite you with God created you and loves you. Because God's way is so much better than our way, or the way of the world, joining God's family involves cutting loose worldly ties that might hold you back. Jesus frequently proclaimed the imperative to cut earthly ties. He told the rich young ruler who sought to inherit eternal life that he needed to treat his possessions with less importance than following God. He told people that following Him is costly, because at times, one who does so will be lonely, rejected, persecuted, and have nowhere to lay his head. One will need to love God more than even her family or herself. In fact, a disciple must deny himself, take up his cross, and do what Jesus does. Someone who puts her hand to the plow and looks back, clinging to her old way of life, cannot move forward effectively with God and is not fit for the kingdom of God. Neither is someone who wants to wait to live their life and take care of their own responsibilities before committing to follow Jesus. At first, this seems like great sacrifice. But in reality, it's great gain. Only when you give up your life are you open to receiving God's life, which is far more glorious than anything you could achieve on your own. Therefore, out of a loving desire for you to experience the best of life, Jesus calls you to come out of the world, even though you remain here for a little while longer. So, how do you do that? How do you balance the responsibilities and plans you have with the need to let go of this world's way? It comes down to a matter of your heart. Do you find your greatest pleasure in pleasing God? Do you seek the kingdom of God first and His righteousness, trusting that He will provide for you? and enable you to carry out your responsibilities? God has given you time, talents, treasure, tasks, and relationships. There's nothing wrong with these good gifts. But if you don't use them wisely, and they hinder you from growing with God and bringing Him glory, then you should ask God to help you change, reprioritize, or let go. This includes how you deal with the past, which might be shackling you with shame, or the future, which may be suffocating you with fears of uncertainty. Although you don't know what the future holds, you can know that God holds the future. He knows exactly what will happen, and he will fulfill all of his promises and purposes in addition to using his wisdom, power, and love to save and restore each person who puts their faith in him. Soon, Jesus will come back to earth a second time. This time, he will come as a conquering king to set everything right in this rebellious and fallen world. To prepare for all God has for you now and into eternity, pray trust, obey, and follow through regarding whatever God wants you to cut loose. Then share with someone else what God is doing to refine you. It can inspire them, and it will help support you with accountability. Finally, rejoice that as you allow God, the Master Gardener, to cut away any dead wood, you are healthier, and more free to bear fruit. Cutting loose may be painful for a season, but it is necessary and worthwhile for abundant life in God's kingdom. Therefore, the writer of Hebrews encourages you to lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God.